0: Living Water Radio. Today, we're going to talk about another kind of global pandemic and through it, eight ways in which Christians can be agents of change right now. We'll start by looking at Paul's second letter to the Corinthians in the New Testament, the fifth chapter, starting at the 16th verse. My name is Pastor David Birkedal. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a United Church of Christ slash Christian Church Disciples of Christ ordained minister focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I graduated from St. Olaf College in Northfield, Minnesota, and Pacific Lutheran Theological Seminary in Berkeley, California. I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California and San Dimas, California, for over 40 years. I worked a variety of blue-collar summer jobs in college and seminary, served in the Marine Corps, played drums and jazz bands through college and seminary and a little beyond, and was a competitive Masters swimmer on a team before the pandemic. Today, doing gardening and landscape maintenance is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the 110 Evangel- uh, Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. So much has changed in response to the COVID-19 worldwide pandemic that it was hardly imaginable that anything could take our focus away from it in 2020 until something did. George Floyd was murdered. And then yesterday we had an earthquake. But this is Southern California. We shrug those off. What has newly captured our attention are the demonstrations that began in response to the murder of George Floyd at the hands of four Minneapolis police officers. They have attracted thousands of people energized to make their voices heard and to do something positive for change. Sally and I are still mindful of the care old people with underlying health conditions like us have to take during what is still the first pandemic. The second pandemic of 2020, I would say, has been the demonstrations and the variety of responses they have drawn. Everything else now seems to be insignificant. What do people feel at those demonstrations and what do people watching them see? Our actions and their responses have both matured and gone viral. What do you think or feel when you see people of every color, law enforcement officers and marchers for justice sharing a bended knee? What do you think or feel when you see looting, the destruction of public and civil properties like libraries and police stations, the death of demonstrators and of law enforcement officers? What do you think or feel when you see rubber bullets and pepper balls fired at peaceful demonstrators, at looters? What about when cars are being driven through crowds of people, when guns are brandished, or people are killed on both sides? Do you feel energized and more open to change, or more resistant? Are you more open to learning about people whose life experience is very different than your own? Or do you think about how to protect what I am and what is mine? Do you think about how to restore law and order, which means to go back to the way things were, or to improve conditions that lead to violence? We have seen demonstrators self-policing to discourage the violence and destruction that has threatened to move the conversation from the death of George Floyd to the behavior of the few mixed in with the many. We have seen some react to what they see in disgust, seeing only the anarchists, the criminals, and the desperate. It's been said that seeing is believing, but that what we believe is also how we see. Who are we when we only watch in suspense like watching a car chase. How will it end? Who are we when we watch in cynicism, wondering when it will collapse and spiral into anarchy? Who are we when we watch and see the breaking down of historic barriers and we hope that this time things will be different, that there will be change? We watch and bear witness to ourselves. And if we are open to it, we can welcome a third pandemic and allow another kind of movement to go viral among us a movement of the Holy Spirit, to make all things new, a movement that has the ability not just to change people's behavior, but to change the human heart, the third pandemic. It's been said that seeing is believing, but that what we believe is also how we see. I would like to propose a changed world by a third pandemic, a pandemic of changed lives. Paul wrote in his second letter to the church in Corinth, the Corinthians, the fifth chapter beginning at the 16th verse. From now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view. Even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, we know him no longer in that way. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. John, in his Gospels, the third chapter, beginning at the third verse, describes this amazing conversation between Jesus and Nicodemus. Jesus answered him, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, I remember hearing this poem, I Wanted to Change the World, a while ago. It has been attributed to an anonymous monk writing in the year 1100. I've thought about it since, particularly in times of discouragement. When I was a young man, I wanted to change the world. I found it was difficult to change the world, so I tried to change my nation. When I found I couldn't change the nation, I began to focus on my town. I couldn't change the town, and as an older man, I tried to change my family. Now, as an old man, I realize the only thing I can change is myself. And suddenly, I realize that if long ago I had changed myself, I could have made an impact on my family. My family and I could have made an impact on our town. Their impact could have changed the nation, and I could indeed have changed the world. The thing is, we cannot even change ourselves, but God does. We are God's people. We are God's children. Paul writes to the church at Rome in Romans, the 8th chapter, starting at verse 12. So then, brothers and sisters, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Only God can draw us out of ourselves and make us into something new. And that's exactly what God does. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a Lutheran pastor imprisoned and killed by the Nazis near the end of World War II in Germany, at the beginning of his book on Christian community, Life Together, says when Christ calls a person, he bids them come and die. We die with Christ in baptism and rise with him to newness of life. We become a new creation. We are born again. To see the good and to do it comes from God in the power of the person of the Holy Spirit. Death is a past tense experience for us in our baptisms, and eternity has already begun. When we get to heaven, all races will be gathered together on the basis of our faith, our common relationship given by God with the one true living God. We can make that happen more now, in an imperfect world, until that day when it will be brought to perfection in the world to come. We cannot change ourselves, but God can and will if we only open our heart to receive God's gift, we can act to make this world more like the kingdom of God, more like the new heaven and the new earth. We can be filled with living water, the Holy Spirit, and call all people to likewise open their hearts to receive God. A third pandemic. What can Christians do right now? I'd like to make a few suggestions. First, pray. Second, before you speak or act, listen, 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 and listen some more. Listen. Seek trusted Christian leaders of all kinds and learn. Then act. Don't let fear or confusion or inertia or resistance stop you from doing the will of God. This is a time that is ripe for change. Third, die to our old selves and rise with Christ every day. Ask every day, What is God's will, God's justice, and what does God call me to do to advance it? As Pastor Rick Warren put it, our task is not to ask God to bless what we are doing, but to ask to do what God is blessing. Be humble with regard to our expectations for what will come of our efforts from ourselves and from the efforts of others. Be encouraged. In the end, God wins. Fourth, go to a Christian of another race, another background, another income, or another educational level, and ask to have an honest conversation. Talk about faith first, and then about life experiences. Look for what unites as greater than what divides, and talk about how God's justice can bridge the divides. You have prob- fourth, fifth, you've probably heard or seen negative or hostile comments online from somebody who either assumes you agree or that you will be bullied into silence by them. Stand up. Remember that, as First John 4, 4 says, you are from God and have conquered them, for the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Sixth, seek a relationship between churches. Share respective gifts. And when the first pandemic is over, share experiences. Again, connect on the basis of faith and then get to know one another. Examine any questionable reactions or judgment in yourself and ask yourself where these reactions are coming from. Reject any that do not lead to Christian community. Seventh, when you go to the online or local community meetings that are sure to come, share a Christian worldview. Look for those of other races who agree and bond with them over our common defining relationship a living relationship with the living God. Eighth, when conditions allow, join or start a racially diverse prayer group and or Bible study at your church or in your home. Anthropologist Margaret Mead once said, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it is the only thing that ever has. What other concrete steps can Christians take or to improve relations among the races and doing justice—that is, doing God's will—write them in an email and send them to us at the Revs David and Sally at gmail.com, and we'll discuss them. The Christian Church is a movement of the Holy Spirit. Movements are made of individuals, and individuals small form small groups, and small groups form larger groups. Movements are made of transformed individuals, and transformed individuals transform the world. Open your heart to receive the transforming presence of the living God and live that transformation today. Be a part of a worldwide movement, not of a virus, but of the Spirit. Be the people of God in the power of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity in a third pandemic. Today, let's remember to pray for truck drivers, food industry, and food service workers and all those who work to provide essential services at both great risk and great sacrifice for others. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at therevsdavidandsally at gmail.com, and we'll send it to you. Put your prayer requests in an email to the same address, therevsdavidandsally at gmail.com, and we'll include them next time. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your hearts to receive the living water from the source, God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who alone gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend or family member. Google it. Do some research. Look around. Phone the pastor. When you have one, Go to or tune in to the worship services they have currently available for you and support the church financially so that it will be there when we come back to fully physically present worship together. Support your pastor and church leaders. Pray for them and help them in any way that you can. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody. Google your local hotline or the national ones. You are not alone. Wear a mask when you're outside your home practice social distancing, wash or sanitize your hands regularly, avoid crowds, and be outside if you have to be in one. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, including those who sacrifice their security to provide for yours and for those you are sheltering with in isolation. That's it. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people in the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated.